am Alex Kapoor from the Geopolitical. And I am Chase Coburn from the Cool Sports Network. And here is the Cool Sports Network Geopolitical Super Bowl collab. How you doing, Chase? Welcome to the Geopolitical. How you doing, Arv? Welcome to the uh, to the Cool Sports Network. Everything's going fine. You know, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, for most of you who know, especially Cool Sports Network listeners. Uh, I'm a Raven fan, so uh, it's been, it, it hurts to have to watch this game. But, I mean, look, it will be a very interesting matchup between the between the 49ers and the Chiefs. But I feel like it's right. Shouldn't we learn about the backstory of the Super Bowl first before we really break down the individual matchup? Definitely. Again, thank you. Well, to start, the Super Bowl, as you all know, and Chase just elaborated on slightly, it is the annual league championship for the NFL or National Football League. And it's been the final game of the season since 1966. And it's currently played on the second Sunday, February. But previously, it was played in early January, but then between the uh, attacks on 9-11 and a couple other uh, interferences, it got moved. Now, as many of you know, the two teams compete for the Vince Lombardi Trophy, which is named after the coach that won the first two Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers. And it was the first game was in 1966. And it was actually a merger between the two leagues that were around at that time, the American Football League and the National Football League, the AFL and the NFL. And it was originally called the AFL-NFL World Championship Game. Now, in 1969, the Super Bowl actually became the Super Bowl. So, and after the first four seasons where they were just merging games, Ten of the all ten of the AFL teams came together with three of the NFL teams to make the AFC conference, while the remaining thirteen NFL teams came together to make the NFC conference. Yes, and I mean I feel like that has has been huge. Well, I'm just wondering what is even the record between the AFC and NFC? Like who's won more? Well, actually it's twenty seven to twenty six. The NFC has one more win than the AFC and the Steelers and Patriots both lead the hate both by the way hate both teams oh no I'm a Patriots fan up in here guys you know what I'm, I, I'm I, really I, con- I, I I'm really considering ca- I, kicking I you off away. the show I might run away I might run away well they both are tied in first place for the most Super Bowl wins in addition to this the Ravens have been to the Super Bowl a bunch of times and a couple other teams a lot of the the, the NFC teams are doing really well in terms of winning the Super Bowl. And as of current times, the Super Bowl is actually the most watched American TV event. And it's the most watched worldwide TV event only behind the UEFA championship in Europe when they like play soccer and stuff. And And international football. (laughs) International football, real football. Like, uh, no, 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 no. This football, this kind of football on the Americans, this is how football is played. That's called soccer. I mean, technically, it's just like Fahrenheit versus Celsius. You know what I mean? Like, only three countries in the Technically, world. you're about to make me go absolutely crazy. Only three countries in the world can accept that. You know, Myanmar, Liberia, and the United States are the only countries that actually use the standards that more like do Fahrenheit. It's the same thing. American football. No, I like to say football and international football. You do you. Now, separately, Americans eat so much food on that this day that it's only a bit behind Thanksgiving Day with all the nachos and chicken wings and 
pizza, stuffed crust pizza from DiGiorno is my personal favorite that everybody eats. I mean, I mean, I mean, let me say this. I mean, I don't know where I'm getting the, the Super Bowl food for tomorrow, but man, is it going to be great. I mean, if there's one positive to your team not being in the Super Bowl, it's that you could enjoy just some great barbecue food. I mean, truly. And you won't be stressing out at least. I mean, at least I probably won't have a heart attack, so that helps. If the Ravens lose. Not. The Ravens don't lose Super Bowls, if you guys know me. They, if they make it there, they win there. They've never lost a Super Bowl, but they've only made a few, so. Lol. <laughs> now I'm going to definitely get favorite. What's your favorite Super Bowl food? That's uh, my favorite Super Bowl food. Gosh. Uh, I don't know. I really do not know. For me, yesterday I was craving chicken wings, but that's just me. I'm a huge chicken wings guy. Well, I'm kind of offended. I'm I'm offended that you are a chicken wings guy. Okay. Now, on the last note I have for you before Chase can say a couple of things. In terms of economics, it's totally crazy how capitalistic this society is. Why are you using the $10 words, are capitalistic? Well, because I want to provide the economic sense of this crazy ultimate tournament. Well, it's a cost seven million dollars for just a thirty second ad, and Budweiser was one of the past uh, big spenders in the couple of Super Bowls ago. They spent like forty three million dollars. So if you just get like whatever three three minutes of Super Bowl ads, you can get into the forty and fifty millions of dollars because it's seven million dollars for a thirty second ad. But really, to think about it, do you think Chase? It's you, you watch, you've watched more Super Bowls than I have. I'm not too big of a sports fan. Do you pay attention to the ads? Are they really that important? Do you think they're really hooking you on to buying those products that is worth $7 million see, for 30 See, I, I've always thought this was interesting, right? I mean, the Super Bowl is known to, like, follow the commercials and see the commercials and all that. But it's like, I always think about that. Like, because they put it on there, are they now going to even get back seven million dollars i know I, I don't know if it really will let's put that thought in people's minds enough right yeah i'm excited for two things i'm excited to see the commercials i heard the nfl they usually have an annual commercial i'm excited for that i'm excited for the halftime show i absolutely love usher but Arv, isn't it true that halftime show performers don't even get paid i find that to be a little crazy halftime performers don't even get paid and i didn't even know this until i was actually scrolling on youtube and found out halftime performers are apparently just doing it for the publicity. And actually, for that reason, famous American pop star Taylor Swift, who's currently on a worldwide heiress tour, and Chase totally <sighs> loves her music, <laughs> yeah, is, was actually offered to play at the heiress, uh, at the, not the heiress tour, at the Super Bowl, but she actually turned down the offer because... Well, she has nothing to gain. She has nothing to gain. She's the most famous person in the world, pretty much. Right. Like, what is she going to get out of getting this publicity she's so public she's the most publicity person i know if that's a word yeah she, she was the she was the, the times magazine person the year right so if she's not making money like that then it's, there's nothing really in it for her right all right now let's let's you know we can talk about history this that this that this that I know what you guys want to hear about. It's the San Francisco 49ers. It's the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. And there they are no. again, guys. Nothing is different from four years ago. It's still the Chiefs. It's still the 49ers. Now, let me give you a theory. If everything lines up correctly, the Ravens fumbled the ball at the goal line, blew it away as a one-seeded home. The Chiefs were able to cruise their way through the postseason and made the Super Bowl in a matchup with the San Francisco 49ers. If everything is lining up correctly, in March we will have a global pandemic. 
because everything is lining up like the 2019-2020 NFL season. So people, be sure to wear your masks. Um, in all seriousness, this this should be an, an, an incredible matchup, just simply because it's there's so many different storylines about it, right? It's like you want to cheer against Mahomes because he is so good and he's already cementing himself a legacy that is going to be up there, already is up there with some of the greatest of all time. There, there could be an argument if he wins the Super Bowl of is he simply the best player to ever play the game. That will have to be a topic that they would consider if he wins. So it's like, do you want to appreciate the greatness of Patrick Mahomes or are you just so tired of the fact that we literally went from a Tom Brady dynasty that lasted 15, 20 years and then go straight to Mahomes. Personally, I hate it as a Raven fan. I wanted to see the Ravens here, but Mahomes had to take him down. But then the 49ers, you also have literally the last pick of the NFL draft in Brock Purdy, leading the 49ers to the spot when I personally don't even believe Brock Purdy is that great. But with the team around him, for him to do that with Christian McCaffrey, the Niners, now with the Ravens out, are probably the best overall team in football. And they check off all the boxes. So that's why it's a matchup you have to look out for for storyline purposes, and it's going to be an amazing matchup to watch. Now, there are a few things I do want to point out, right? Number one, I couldn't see the 49ers wanting to get revenge. They had the game one against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl four years back, and then they blew it. And then they blew it. Mahomes came back down double digits in the fourth quarter. It's what he does best. Mahomes knows how to come back. You can never count him out of the game, right? So I, I'm sure they'll want to get revenge for that, right? But there's also a whole element to it of like, how can you stop Mahomes at this point? I mean, if you look at the Chiefs' inconsistency on the offensive end, their inability to score the football in the second half, which has really continued in the postseason, by the way, they're really a first-half scoring team. They haven't been able to score in the second half. Their receivers are at an all-time low. Mahomes is turning the ball over at an all-time high. So this is – and Kelsey had his worst statistical season in over half a decade. So this is probably – the worst Chiefs team we are going to see with Patrick Mahomes for a long time. Definitely. And and they're in the Super Bowl. And they're in the Super Bowl. So, like, that's kind of my point here. It's just like, how are you supposed to stop that? How are you supposed to stop that? And, Chase, about Patrick Mahomes, I know that uh, Lamar was winning the MVP the other night. What are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes' contention for winning that game, for, for winning that uh, award? Award. Well, look, Lamar deserved the MVP this year. It was no, no doubt about it. Considering it doesn't include postseason, I mean, Lamar Jackson had the sheer dominance with the wins he had against dominating opponents and the fact that he led an offense that was top five in yardage, top five in scoring. And if you think about it, he only had 29 total touchdowns, one that still ranked top 10 among quarterbacks. But number two, you also have to think about it. All the Ravens did inside the trenches or in, inside the red zone was give the ball to Gus Edwards, like at the one, two yard line, because he is so big. If they did a Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen strategy where they had Lamar running in, his touchdown totals will be ranking at an all-time high. So my point is, is that Lamar Jackson, when you take into account his ability on the ground, his electrifying, how electrifying he is on the ground, combined with a career high in passing yards and completion percentage, I mean, Lamar was by far the most valuable player in football, but that's not what you need. Lamar's won that twice. He almost won it unanimous again, but Mahomes is in this game. I don't want to bore you guys, but between – running games and such, I truly believe this is going to be an epic matchup. I I believe it is going to be a great game. But even as good as the 49ers are, I think the fact that they started off so slow says something and the Chiefs started off so hot. The Chiefs could start off so well to the point where then it's going to be 
Mahomes containing a lead or Brock Purdy taking a lead. And at that point, even though Brock Purdy has had himself a good season, I'd rather trust Mahomes. I'd rather trust Mahomes more than anyone in the league. And Brock Purdy actually isn't even that great. In my opinion, I believe his weapons, I believe he is more of a system quarterback. So long story short, I just believe that when, when the Chiefs do get off to a hot start, it's going to be really tough for the 49ers to come back. So, look, I cannot believe we're having this discussion again. Again, this is probably the worst Chiefs team in the Mahomes era, and yet they're still going to win the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning. You guys will see more in-depth content. You could see that on Chase Sports News Radio tomorrow, all that. But, yeah, it's unfortunate, but Mahomes is Mahomes. Definitely agree with you on everything besides the global pandemic theory. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen, Chase. <laughs> Please don't jinx us. Now, separately, the chicken wings. Chicken wings, chicken wings, chicken wings. We, Chase was just shaming me for liking chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday. But I've gotten a lot of feedback. People want to know, how did we start eating chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday? Now, buffalo wings are the staple of uh, Super Bowl. Now, buffalo wings actually originally originated here in the United States from Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York. It's up by Niagara Falls in the uh, northwest corner of New York. And uh, the owner of the first ever location on Main Street in Buffalo took these fried chicken wings, which is a southern staple, and she actually was the owner of this Anchor Bar. And according to the Buffalo History Museum, this owner, she cut up these wings for her son and his friends as a late night sack and she tossed them in like a spicy sauce and then eventually it progressed to adding you know that uh ranch and blue cheese that you put into frank's hot sauce or any other hot sauce to make it buffalo so over the course of the 60s and 70s they grew in popularity and then they became an option on menus starting from anchor bar to buffalo wild wings and many other chains open specially specializing in these chicken wings and especially the boneless ones that were uh, grew in popularity, but they're essentially chicken nuggets. Just keep that between me and you. The skinless wings and many other wings that gets tossed in all different kinds of sauces. Now, we have so many other chicken wing chains coming down here, especially with the crispy chicken wings. And it's just been a super easy, inexpensive way for people to just get a big tray of chicken. Chicken has always been somewhat affordable compared to lamb and steak, etc., where you can just kind of share them among each other and have them quickly tossed together and it's been a super easy way to get a nice source of delicious, soft, crispy, flavorful food on that night of the party. Awesome. 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 All right. I think we're going to wrap up here, folks. We'll see the Super Bowl again for more content. Check out more episodes of the Cool Sports Network and Chase the Sports News Radio over the coming days. All right, everyone, wrap up. And be sure to check out The Geopolitical on YouTube at The Geopolitical 22 for more content about Taylor Swift, the Super Bowl, and much, much, much more. And with that, Why is it 22? Because she's feeling 22? No, 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 I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. No, it's because The Geopolitical was founded in 2022. Ah, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Right, I actually originally named it the Geopolitical 23. That's why the email address for the YouTube channel is the Geopolitical 23. <laughs> then I changed the tag to 22. Interesting. All right. Okay, with that, you guys know the drill. Peace out, dudes. Yep, and then uh, you guys know who I am. I'm Chase Coburn alongside uh, R of Kapoor. We will see you next time here on the Cool Sports Network and Geopolitical Club. We out! Bye-bye.